0: Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey there, and welcome back. Okay, this week we're going to talk about something that is a super super simple solution, easy for me to say, super simple solution for uh, something that gets us all down a lot. And that is um, the problem, I should say, is the not being good enough for our dogs or letting our dogs down, or not being able to do something, or getting really frustrated because something isn't coming as fast as we'd like it to be. And this is a conversation I have a a lot often with my coaching clients and my membership people, um, because we're inevitably just really freaking hard on ourselves, right? And we want a lot of things, and we want a lot of things yesterday, and we can't figure out why it's not happening, and we just get just, I mean, I don't have another expression. So hard on ourselves, and um, an impatient, I suppose, and frustrated, and all the things. And the, um, and it's hard because it's real, right? And we want things, and we can't figure out why they're not happening. And. Part of it is comparison. We've talked about comparison a lot. But, you know, the other thing that I want to talk about is comparison, not necessarily in the positive way, like, oh, someone's doing better than me. Um, It's comparison that came up this week in a call, of comparison of the negative, that like, oh, I shouldn't be complaining because someone has it worse than me. Okay, well, that's not useful either. And so all of this comparison comes up a lot of times when we are frustrated with where we are, right? If we were super happy with where we are or were in in time, like in this point in time, we wouldn't need to be comparing ourselves to other people, right? Because we would be too busy being happy with our own place and our own progress and our own dogs. And, you know, like I say, eyes on our own paper, we'd be so happy with it that we wouldn't be comparing. So comparison comes up when we are looking for an answer. We're frustrated. We want to know how we're doing. Are we making progress? And we look to other markers to help us measure that progress. And that sometimes can be motivating, which I've talked about, right? Sometimes, you know, comparing ourselves against someone else and seeing that like, Ooh, I want that or you, ooh, I want to be like that. Sometimes that is motivating, right? I want to be a better handler. I'm watching this person in the ring and she's super smooth and very elegant and very effortless or I love how she is with her dog or whatever whatever and I can be like, "Ooh, that's interesting. I want to be like that." So that's that's like a form of positive comparison. But a form of negative comparison, as I alluded to, is, you know, looking at someone else and being like, oh, well, I shouldn't complain or I shouldn't be frustrated or I shouldn't have the feelings I'm having because so-and-so has it worse or that dog is really hard or they've been having that problem for two years. I've only been having my problem for, you know, three months. And that isn't helpful, right? And we know that logically, but in those moments, what we're doing is we're looking for solace, quite frankly, right? We're looking for someone to tell us that we are making progress. It isn't so bad. We are getting there. It will get better, etc. And that brings me to my simple solution, um, but also hard to do, is the power of yet, okay? The word yet. So, so often I hear people saying, well, like, I can't figure this out. And I always just want to add yet. I can't figure this out yet. Right. Or I'm having trouble with this, or this isn't working or, oh, this new dog is so much different. I just don't even know how to run her yet. And so I love this because it's easy. It's like the fortune cookie trick where you add in bed to your fortune cookie. I don't know. Maybe that's dating me. That's a thing that we used to do. Um, and it's just adding the word yet to whatever it is that you are frustrated about. And it's or it's like saying so far or, you know, just as, as it is right now. So as you think about a problem that you're having or frustration that you're having, can you honestly say that you're working on it and working on a solution? And so then it becomes, well, I just don't have the solution yet, or I'm not the handler I want to be yet. And that gets us very quickly from this fixed mindset, this like, I am statement, like, I am not good enough. I cannot run this dog. I cannot do this, you know, type of exercise. I, you know, am always messing this part up or um, I am, I am, I am. Those are fixed statements, right? Fixed mindset statements. And a fixed mindset is one that doesn't believe it can get better, is one that says, I am how I am, right? This is, I was born with this amount of talent or this ability and it's fixed and it's finite and I can't do anything about it and it doesn't matter how hard I work. It's never getting better. I am, I am, I am. So when you catch yourself saying those I am phrases or those I can't phrases or my dog is phrase, right? My dog is always you know, spooky here, or my dog, you know, hates this place, you know, anything that is like so definitive and so almost like final answer kind of vibe. um, That's when I want you to realize that you are having a moment of fixed mindset. And the reason I say it that way, the reason I say it's a moment is because all of us have a fixed mindset at different points. Um, And it's just about recognizing it. And for some things, we want to get over them. And for some things, maybe we don't, right? We always joke. I always joke. I always make the joke about me and math, right? Um, And I have made the fixed statement of I am bad at math, right? That is a very fixed mindset. And the truth is, is, I don't care to get better at it, okay? It really doesn't affect my life. You know, ever since Google can calculate percentages and and things like that for me and, you know, do the hard math, like I don't need to be good at it. Like that calculus class I tried to take a couple times because I did have to take it twice, like really has not come in handy once in my life, right? And so that's a thing that I have a fixed mindset about, but I'm not interested in changing it. Yet when it comes to dog sports, Um, I think we want to change that, right? I think that's why you listen to this podcast, right? Is because we have this mindset of growth. And growth mindset says that with effort, or maybe even with resources, but with effort, I can improve, right? So if I wanted to get better at math, I could, I could watch all the YouTubes, I could read, I could, you know, get someone to help me. There's all kinds of resources. With effort, I could get better at math. The difference is, is I don't care about math. And so sometimes we have to be really honest about the things that we don't care to get better at, or that we're being honest that we're not putting in effort about, right? Because if I say I want to get better at math, but I don't put in any effort, do I really do I really? And so it's just about getting honest. Now, I always use math as an example because it's very easy, very self-effacing, doesn't matter to my life, whatever, I don't take it personally. Um, But when it comes to dog sports, I think that most of us see things that we get very frustrated about and maybe it's a problem that's gone on a while. So we are starting to identify with the problem. We are starting to become, it's starting to become one of those I statements like I am bad at front crosses, or I can never get there. I'm not as fast as my dog or my dog's so much better than I am. And that's where I remind everybody that this in a growth mindset, which we are, otherwise you wouldn't be listening, right? You wouldn't be trying to improve this aspect of your life. If we shift to a growth mindset, then the word yet tacks on very easily to any of those statements. So we can catch ourselves, we can catch our friends, right? It's a really easy thing. You know, it's so easy to listen to someone else do it. You know, we don't always catch ourselves in the moment, but we tend to catch our friends or we hear it easier when we, you know, our friends come out of the ring or out of class and they're frustrated and they're like, oh, I just can't get that. And you just say, yeah, you can't get it yet, but you're working on it, right? And so that's the thing we need to hear from ourselves Um, our own self-talk really needs really is impactful in this moment and needs to be improved and needs to allow for this concept of yet and the strength that that has in just kind of pausing and saying oh right I am working on it and then giving ourselves credit for the effort that we're putting in okay hang on one second okay super quick If you've been DIYing your mindset, it might be time to commit to the Q membership. Each month, we take on a different theme and go deep on those topics each week. Handlers report back they have improved their confidence, gotten a handle on pressure, reduced their ring nerves, and more. The link to the membership is always in the show notes, and there's a monthly and annual option. If you choose the annual option, be sure to put Q podcast in at checkout to get an additional month for free. You also get a coaching call with me back to the show. Okay, so when we think about the credit that we need to give ourselves, we also need to remember that we have to look back a little further than a day, a week, maybe even a month to really see the progress that we're making, okay? Um, Because sometimes progress happens very slowly, especially if we're fixing a problem or if we have... You know, a, a very young or green dog, or we have a, a habit, a long time habit of our own that we're really trying to break, or a perspective that we're really trying to shift. Sometimes we don't see the progress in terms of days or weeks. Sometimes we have to look back three to six months. So I always encourage people to look back three or more months when trying to find the progress because it paints a more honest picture. We can all get super bummed out about one run, right? We, we held a lot of meaning. We had a, had a lot of hope. You know, our expectations were really high. We really thought we could get this. It was our kind of course or our kind of environment or building or what have you. And we really thought that this was it. And so it's easy to get disappointed about that, right? But yet when we look back over time, we can start to get more honest in our assessment of the progress that we're making. And that's really hard because when we look back over time, um, first of all, what I find is people don't really want to do it. They're like, yeah, 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 but that doesn't count because this last weekend, you know, they only want to talk about the most recent thing. And if that's true, then then three months of hard work would have yielded a cue last weekend. Well, you really have to look at, at it almost like a data nerd, right? Someone who like geeks out over those kinds of data points and see how, yeah, it's not a straight line growth is rarely a straight line. It usually is up and down and two steps forward and three steps backward. And then suddenly it's a leap, right? And suddenly it starts to click. And the real change or the real impact is working on it day in and day out when you don't really see the little changes. But then when you look back, you can see the picture unfolds that you are in fact making progress. And so sometimes you need a friend or or a trainer, an instructor to sort of help you see that progress. Um, Sometimes videos, sometimes pictures, sometimes friends, memories, sometimes going back to the same trial environment and being like, oh yeah, last time I was here, this happened or whatever, and, and it's different now. But the point is, is that for me, the power of yet, of adding it to that word, flips us so fast from a fixed mindset into a growth mindset that it kind of, I like it because it's kind of disruptive to our brains. You know, our self-talk gets so entrenched and it goes so quickly to the negative that finding a little trick, a little tool, a little word, a little, you know, one syllable, three letter word like yet can really like kind of snap, it off, snap us out of it, right? And um, And really get us thinking back to that growth mindset. Because remember, a lot of the times we struggle because we don't know what we're doing. We haven't found, not, not we don't know what we're doing, but we don't know how to fix it. We don't know what the solution is. It's not readily apparent to us, or we don't have help working through it, or we, we don't even know who to ask for help if, if we could. And so a lot of that, um, it gets very frustrating for us and because we want to jump to solution. You know, we say like, I would do anything to fix this. I would do anything. Just tell me what to do. And really some of the answer lies in asking the questions or asking the questions differently and looking at the problem with more curiosity and less uh, less impatience, right? More patience, like looking at the problem with more patience and being like, okay, if I had all the time in the world, if I, you know, had the... all the help in the world, what would it look like? How would that be? What what do we think the problem really is? And looking at different methods to fix it. Um, I think too, that sometimes we go so quickly to catastrophic thinking that it, that disrupts us and that can take us down this kind of fantasy path in this really negative direction, right? Worry is a waste of imagination. Like going catastrophic is your imagination just going to the dark side, right? And it's just kind of a waste of your effort. What if you were visualizing finding the good solution or finding someone that can really help you? Or, you know, sometimes it's just hoping you hear one person phrase it a different way than the light goes on, right? And all of that speaks to not accepting where you are right now as final, Right. That's what a fixed mindset does. It says it like, oh, I'll never change this, or oh, this is gonna go badly. This is gonna turn into, you know, th- this, and it's gonna go catastrophic. And this is what's gonna happen. So again, is you know those those is am statements creep in because now you're starting to look at it and you're accepting that the doomsday scenario is going to happen. Well, what we give attention to is what we bring to life, right? So let's not give attention to that and let's instead realize that what you're actually need to be saying is I don't have the solution yet. Right? And as soon as you add that yet, you start to say, yeah, right, 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 right. It's yet, it's yet. Okay, now what do I need to get me back into that growth mindset? What are the resources or the people or, you know, the conversations or the coaching or the whatever, like what is it that I need to help me through this. And maybe the first step is to, you know, switch up your mindset and realize growth is hard and all that stuff, or maybe it is to find a resource that is has experience that can help you through it or what have you? right? So I'm just going to be, keep it really simple today. And I want you to think about some of the problems that you're working on, because by the way, we're all working on problems. I know that everybody looks at like social media, or you look at other people's cues on the weekends, or you see other people's, um, successes. And again, comparison, right? You're comparing because you're looking for something that is missing kind of in your, um, like in your progress or in your performance, right? So when we start to do that, we start to doubt ourselves, we start to look elsewhere. And when we do that, we we think it's all easy, but we forget that everybody had to go through a journey. Everybody had to work really hard to get the results that they're getting, right? I have not seen the movie yet. I do really want to. But the new Barbie movie, I've, I'm told that... Um, there's a, there's a section where they're accepting an awards and instead of just saying like, oh, thanks, no big deal. They say like, thanks, I worked really hard for this. And I think that in our mindset, in our self-talk, we would need to say that a lot more that like, yeah, I'm working really hard for this. So when we see other people's successes, we're like, instead of saying like, oh, it's always looks so easy for her or, you know, that dog's younger than my dog, you know, like then look at what it's already doing, you know, um, look at that person and go, I bet she worked really hard for that, right? And if she didn't work really hard with that dog, maybe the two dogs before were really hard, <laughs> right? And so at some point, that person worked really hard for that. And so I think that that's a really a nice way to look around when we're looking in our comparison mode and we're looking for measurements, our ways to measure our progress. And as we're getting better about adding yet to the end of our own frustrating sentences that when we look and compare to other people, we say, we look at that person and say, I bet she worked really hard for that. Or I bet he looked, worked really hard for that and let that be more motivating. Right? So, All about growth, all about fixed, all about making sure that we stay in that growth mindset. We realize that growing is hard and painful and it brings up fear and it's triggering. And every time we level up and get better, it requires a different version of us. And that is really uncomfortable. And sometimes staying where we are, even though it's not great, is more, you know, is familiar, is known versus the pain of change and of learning something new and putting yourself out there and pushing yourself and all of that. So I'm here to be a little bit of a cheerleader for you. Like if you are going through that frustration, you're probably just being asked to level up and to, you know, and figure out new solutions or new ways to help your dog, um, I will say that I just recorded something today, did an interview with someone, and she definitely changed my perspective um, about pressure and stress with dogs and things like that and, and with Moxie specifically. And I think, oh, my God, how great that I was open enough to hear this, right, that I was open enough to ask the questions and be curious and ask for, you know, solutions from surprising places and how wonderful that is when those things come in. Um, but it requires me to change, right? It requires me to be a different handler than I was, you know, a year ago or whatever, right? So it's not hard or it's not comfortable rather. It is often hard, and but it is worth it. So in the meantime, just really work on shifting that fixed mindset to a growth mindset and be open and be open to growth and to a new version of you, Um, I know that you can do it. Start with the power of yet and just tack that on, you know, anytime you're feeling frustrated, you know, and you're like, I don't know how to fix it yet. I don't know what the solution is yet. You know, I don't know what my dog needs yet. Right. I, you know, I get too nervous at the ring yet. Right, it doesn't work grammatically, but you get it. <laughs> okay, um, so think about that this week as you're headed off to um, wonderful parts, and just think about where are you being fixed, or where are you being frustrated, and where would you think that you would benefit from tacking yet to the end of your sentence. And if you have a friend who's frustrated, and you have the kind of relationship that you can help pass this along. Use this with grace and kindness, of course. And no matter what you're up to with your dogs, I hope you have a fantastic week. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at theqcoach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.